evening. In last week, first of all, tonight she is Lilu Nishmas Mashir, Domad Barim Bari, who is the outside tonight. Last week we saw inside, um, briefly, a Shtar Siluk. What a Shtar Siluk looks like, it's actually not got very much in it uh, uh, as such. We try to keep it fairly simple, straightforward. And effectively, it's based on the Mishnah and the Gemara, which we saw in Subus, where by the Baal is being Masalik, we're about to see in, in Shulchan and the Nesikainim exactly at what stage he's Masalik and what he's Masalik from, what are pro- what's problematic to be Masalik at different stages. Um, again, it's worth, it's worth mentioning that there's different stories Siluk. Um, you know, sometimes I often get called up and people say, you know, can I have a hetiska? And, and well, I have a hetiska, and now someone's told me it's a problem. And it's not one size fits all hetiska. There are different types of hetiska. There's different story silic as well. So one has to know what one's talking about. It's also similar to people say, um, what about a prenup? A prenup, by definition, means something signed before nuptial, which means before marriage. But what that's signed before marriage could be anything, right? Uh, you can have on the minimum, um, um, something signed before marriage, that if there's a machlekes after marriage and one party calls another party to bezin, then they agree to come to this bezin, certain name bezin. That's it. Um, and, and they both sign arbitration now, and that bezin has a right to, to arbitrate any dispute between the parties. See, so yeah, that's not very much. And then you can have the other extreme, um, all different types of prenups, where some of them can be problem halachically. Um, some could potentially be forcing the husband to pay because otherwise he's been macabre on himself, knossos, uh, uh, etc., etc. And there's, there's a whole range and a whole gamut in between as, as to what, where, how. Um, one of the types of, of, of prenups is a, a type of prenup where, which is based on a similar concept to what we're learning here in the Allah Hazrat Siddiq. It's effectively a star that's saying that both, uh, you know, that the wife relinquishes certain rights or the husband relinquishes certain rights and that's what they're signing up for and and no doubt if such a shtar is done with the right legal guidance then then one would hope that it would be legally enforceable but as we know there's there's the law and there's halacha right? so for example legally um, uh, a wife in, might be entitled to 50% of certain of her husband's assets normally not assets that were brought into marriage and not assets which have nothing to do with the, the marriage per se, like inheritance, etc. But, but normally, legally, at least in certain countries, she might be entitled to that. Halachically, she wouldn't necessarily be entitled to that. So what the law is, what the law is, as we know, in, the, in, in these matters, the rights, financial claims and options and rights between husband and wife are, are, are very much different between the law and, and halacha. And, and therefore, if a prenup Forgetting for a moment even the potential issues with a prenup from a point of view of whether they can cause trouble to a get, which is a bit ironic, because sometimes the whole point of the prenup is to try to make it less likely that the Chas Shalom be in a Guna situation, and without realizing if they weren't given the right guidance, they could come up with a, a prenup which what they did in might, may find we can't actually do a get under these uh, you know, on, on this kind of pressure because it's a problem. So that can be counter, counterproductive, similar to the law, which was meant to help Agunas and turns around and made Botitin not be able to give Gittin in certain cases. So as well, there's a halachic shaila that, as we're going to see in a minute, 
that, for example, a prenup which was signed between the two parties when they were engaged is clearly something which was done prior to Kiddushin. So we have to see the, the ramifications of that from, from a Malachi point of view. Now, so again, to come back to the different types of Shtar of, Siluk, of, which is what we're dealing with here. Now, now we're going to focus first on Shtar Siluk because that's what the Mishnah and the Gemara speaks about. Then, when we see where Shtar Siluk the limitations of Shtasilik and where Shtasilik may not work, we will then come on to some other uh, um, clever contracts that can be drawn up to get around the problem that there's a situation where Shtasilik won't work. Some of which we'll see it ready here in the next Kelim on the page. But first, let me talk about the, the, the Shtasilik itself, as we said, as the Mishnah breaks down. The minimum Shtasilik, which one would normally advise, uh, uh, and, and one would normally advise in a second marriage, um, uh, primarily in a second marriage where the wife has children from the first marriage and let's say her husband dies and she inherited everything so there the, the, the number one justification to encourage a shtar siluk is that if husband number one is nifta leaves everything to his wife his wife remarries without a shtar siluk if she is nifteris before her husband then her whole estates will pass over to her husband and when he's nifter, everything will pass over to his children, and the first family's children will get nothing, so to speak. Now, even if she were to write a will, once she's married already to the second husband, that will will have no validity in halacha whatsoever. Because contrary to, and this is what's unique about Yerusha's Habal, we always mentioned in Shurim over the years in Hilchus Yerusha, that Yerushim actually aren't Yerushim till a patira, right? Contrary to how some Yerushim look at it, where they think that your mummy is spending our money, and etc. You know, there's no Yerusha unless it's left by Yerusha at the time of patira, and until then, the money belongs to the parents. Um, just to tweak that slightly, where that would be slightly different is if a mother didn't inherit from a father, but she's being supported from the estate as an almona then actually they did yarshan. Halachically, they yarshan, but there's a shibud on the estate to support the almona. So then, just that line won't be technically speaking true, but nevertheless, there's a shibud on the estate. So the, the minimum, though, that would be written is that the second husband is masalik himself from yarshaning his wife. That's the minimum. What do I mean by the minimum? That means all other rights of a baal on his wife, he will have, if that's all that's done. He'll have a right to her income, you have a right to her wages, you have a right to her metzias, you have a right to things which potentially she may yarshan, etc., etc. All that he won't have a right to, in other words, the income from things yarshan, all he won't have a right to is to inherit her when she's nifteris. That is, so to speak, what we say is the minimum level, entry level, shtar seluk, so to speak. Now, it was mentioned in the last year that this is not only needed in a second marriage, but potentially in a first marriage, if they got married much later, then one could argue the same thing. Now, not necessarily. I'll explain, I'll explain why. And again, we're not so much talking about halacha here at this point. more, don't even know if you can call it hashkofa or just derech eretz, from a, the way of the world, so to speak, derech eretz. Normally, if a woman gets married, first marriage, and during that marriage, if she inherits anything, then it's understood that, that, you know, she may leave it to her children, if they have children, if they don't have children, if she doesn't do anything, like I'm ever assume, 
if she is Niftaris before her husband, then everything that she owns will go to her husband. The same as if he's Niftar first. If he were to write a will, which many people do, that everything should go to his wife, everything will go to his wife. And most people don't have a problem with that. So, therefore, in a second marriage, it's different, because there are children, if there are children from the first marriage, and not only are there children from the first marriage, but often the wife's estate came from the husband, their father, so then if she gets married to that Shtar Siluk, their father gave it to the, the mother, the second surviving spouse. It's meant to go to the children. Now she gets married, and instead it's going to go to Yenna's children. That's where we have these, these issues. But if a, a person doesn't have any children, for example, and gets married, so then a brother could say, uh, make sure you write a because otherwise it'll go out to this other person. But for Edson, and if it goes to this other person, that's no different than any woman who, who inherits, so to speak, then if she's nifted before her husband, it goes to her husband. That's what happens in most marriages. So, so I'm just saying that there's a, there's a difference between a first marriage and a second marriage, even if a second marriage happens later on. I'm not sure if everyone's following the chiluk here, but, but there's, there's a basic difference as far as the children are concerned. Then if we upgrade this chasiduk, then we can upgrade a number of things. We can include in there, for example, sometimes you uh, come across situations where a woman's got an estate and she wants to be able to spend money on her children. Maybe she helps them with chasnas, maybe she helps them with whatever it may be. Some children may need extra help, etc. And she doesn't want to ask for shus. She doesn't want to be in a position where she has to ask for shus from her second husband to spend money on her children. Not only that, they might ask for shus. Ramzibi says no. Ramzibi says, you know, I'm not giving my children, you know, we don't equate uh, friction in the family and, and who knows what we need and etc, etc. And all of a sudden he feels he's coming to a windfall here and now we can live on a better standard, etc. I've come across situations before where the, the second husband is worried if he's going to be able to keep the first, uh, to keep his wife on, up to the standard that she's been accustomed, which is actually a Gomorrah, that only memory of in Yodin which means that if a woman is on a certain standard and her husband is on a lower standard of living, then then she doesn't have to go down to his standard. But the other way around, if he's on a certain standard and she's from a lower standard, he brings her up to his standard. Right, so it's a win-win for women on this one. Not, not in everything in Yiddishkeit. On this one, it's a win-win. So so sometimes in those situations, then the, the husband, Tacha, you know, if I care, it's okay, um, maybe I can support her, but then is she going to give me the means to support her? Because... On my wage, I, I, I can support on this level, but I can't support on that level, you know. If it means going to soil every month, and never mind what class, and whatever, I can't afford that. So if she's paying for that, fine, but, you know, so, so these things are, are often complicated, right? It's very nice, you know, in couple, young couple get married for the first time, right? They don't know anything about money, they stand under the chuppah, the chosens, machayv himself to a you ask them what is a ksuba, you ask them how you're going to pay, and it's, it's all, it's all good. And that's what parents are for. But in, in, in a second marriage, especially later on down the line, then, then the, the couple are hopefully more mature, more realistic, more grounded. And sometimes there's, there's harsh conversations that need to happen to make sure that there's no misunderstanding afterwards as to what's meant to happen, because otherwise that can be very difficult. So now, let's see in, in, in the Shulchan Aruch and the Yisakeinim, the various different uh, levels, as we've said. We've already given you a, 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 a heads up, so to speak, a, a sneak preview, which is that we're going to see in Halacha, the time for the Shtar Siddiq classic, Shtar Siddiq to be done, is between Kedushin and Nisuin. And that's what we're going to see now again. So let's have a look on Shukhan. I've never Simon Sadi base, which is on page one, on the, just on the top, it begin, began the page before, and I didn't have enough paper to put all on. 
If a man writes or says to his wife when she's Narusa, I've got no claim on your estate, then the is that all that is gained by that line, and this is why you see from the mission already how crucial it is to make sure the wording is right, all that's gained from that line is if she sells any assets, then the sale's valid. That's it. Nothing else. And he's got no right to the proceeds of that sale. That's gone. But until it's sold, because that's all he was masalik himself from, he is still entitled to eat the payers which get the income. And if she dies, he'll inherit her. Going down to the next one, Miyoti. But if it's done after Nisuin, then one needs to do a Kinyin. And if he does a Kinyin, then the Kinyin works. If you look on the right hand side of Beishmul, in Sif Dalad, Because if they haven't done anything before Nisuin, once they get married, then his hand's like her hand. He might even have more rights than her. And then just saying his Masalik doesn't work with Sarah Kinyan, and then you need a Kinyan with Shaykh Likan Mechila. Says the base Shmuel, why do you need a Kinyan? Just say, I'm Michael. The husband can say, I'm Michael, my rights to, to, to resell or whatever it is. It doesn't work. Why not? Because the Maisa, he owns, he has, so to speak, what we would say in, in English legal terms, a lease in the property. He's got a lease in the property during the ter- during the course of the marriage. All properties that are owned by a wife are effectively leased to the husband, which is why he gets the rent. He's entitled to the payers. The payers. Next thing we look, a wife brings in a, st- a, a, a field or a property into a marriage. The default position is nixemuluk. Nixemuluk means he's entitled to all income. So from a legal term, we would probably say that for the length of the marriage, it's been leased to the wife. That means he owns a Kenyan payer. Sorry, to the husband. I mean, he owns a Kenyan in the Karaka for the term of the marriage. If you own something, you can't say a moichel. It's the wrong sprach. If you're owed money, if you're owed a debt, you can say, I, I waive my rights to claim. I'm moichel the chayv. If I own a watch, and, and, and you like my watch, I can't say, I'm moichel my watch. If I own a watch and you're holding a watch, my watch, I can't say, I'm moichel my watch, because I own it. Mechina doesn't work by bailus. So what I can say is, I let you be it. And then you can pick up and do a Kenyan. Here, Fakir, he's, he's giving her something. A Kenyan has to happen if it's after Nisun. Specifically if it's after Nisun. Now, why do we keep saying that the window then is to be done between Erisin and Nisun? It's very simple. We don't spell this out too much. If someone really pushes, then we might say it straight. But the reason we don't... But Edson, we just saw in Shulchan Aruch that a Kenyan can be done. We're going to see, not necessarily by everything. But by certain things, a Kenyan can be done. So why are you making such a noise under the chuppah? It's so awkward, you know what? Do it in the Chedah Yuchud after they've signed the marriage registry. You know, yeah. Sorry? Well, no, we just said with a Kenyan it will work. Yeah, but you can say, I don't Oh, that's the Nukud. But that's what we don't spill out too much. Right? The Nukudah is, if the husband at that stage says, sorry, I've had a change of heart, I actually wouldn't mind uh, this added income per month, or Yarshning Achamev Esim, or whatever it is, there's nothing we can do. You can't do anything. It's gone. It's finished. So it's not responsible to allow it to get to that stage. 
Now you're not going to say to the man that, that we do it under the because we don't trust you that you're not going to be good for your word after the, the chasna because that's not very nice, not polite, um, and we're English. So, so, so rather we say this is the time when it's meant, chazal, it's meant to be done. But in theory, if both parties would agree, it could be done with a kinyan afterwards. So, for example, again, we're going to see not everything can be. Certain things we're going to see is not poshut, but but certain things can be done. So if they didn't know about it and they got married and now all of a sudden they realize oh you didn't do a shlasila what can be done we've just seen now at least for some things the kinyan will work but we're never going to rely on that lechachila because that's not responsible moving on it's awkward under the chuppah if he says no that's true and we're going to see therefore because of that to try to do a belt and braces and remove that yitzhahara there is a shlah which can be done prior to that um, with his chayvus and similar that we mentioned, like shnachatzi zochah, your machayev. If I don't do this, if I do do this, etc., it's it's more complicated. But what just his chayvus? It, it's not the same. It's not the same um, because okay, when, when we come on to it, we'll come on to the, the, the differences between it. It's it, it's not as clean. This is much cleaner because Ba'etzam he never gets the rights. That's the problem. But never can still be mischayev. Right? Uh, if you think... Uh, sorry? No, no, it's not a ksuba. He can be chayev that if I take this, then I owe the money, etc. No, I'm saying a ksuba is a chayev. A ksuba is a yeah, yeah. A ksuba we do after condition before Nasun. Yeah. Um, so, 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 so we're going to see. Let's go to Allah base. Im hisne ba'id arusa al nechosim sheyiplu lo mishenisis. Now this is different. Now we're already talking about after condition before Nasun. So this is this is the window when we're talking about when it's meant to be done. And nevertheless, says the Mechava, if he makes it tonight, so to speak, he's not going to have any rights to... So, so, so he says, We're talking about now things which are going to fall for her after the marriage. So imagine if a woman gets is getting married and she's got a very wealthy father or mother, or both, and they're very old, and she knows that in a few years' time, however many years, doesn't make a difference. Somewhere in the future, her parents are not going to live forever. She stands to inherit a large inheritance. And she's the named beneficiary, not her children. So, she may be, or she may not have brothers, she might be the Yerush material. And she's concerned that, that once I yashin this Yerusha, the default position is going to be that he's got the rights to the income. I don't want him to have the rights to the income. I want to be able to support my kids with it. Whatever, I want the freedom. And he writes this snipe between Eristin and Nisuin. Moil, it works. V'yesh mi moil. And there's a man, Omar, that says it doesn't work. Now, why? What could be the possible reason why it shouldn't work? Not close too much. Sorry, exactly the same way that we've said that before Erisin, you can't write Shtar Siluk because it's Tavash Because what rights do you have Bechlal? So too, there's a Tzad which we're going to see. This Yeshmi Shem is not so posh that we Bechlal hold there's such a Mandama, but there's a there's, there's a Mashmos, there's a Mandama who holds. It's no different. Meaning like this: if a wife owns Milog, she owns property. And she's coming to a marriage with that property. And the husband is about to get the lease, so to speak, if, we, if that's how we're looking at it from a modern-day perspective. So he can say, I relinquish my rights to getting the lease, which I'm about to get those rights straight after we do Nasuin. I'm relinquishing those rights. And it's not Dovosh because he's already 
done Eresin, he's already a Baal, he doesn't even have those rights, those rights exist in the world, there's a property, so the question is whether he's going to get the lease or not, he can say, I relinquish my rights. But if she doesn't own anything at all, and you're saying, I'm relinquishing my rights of a lease of a property that's going to fall to her. Right now, is it hers? Not one bit. As we mentioned a minute ago, a child doesn't own what they're going to inherit now. They don't own it as a lease. They don't own it as anything. It's not theirs. The Horiah, if a parent changes their mind and gifts it away to someone else, it's gone. You can't call them to bed and say, oh, Yerush. say yeah, but it wasn't there when he was Nifta. So a child owns nothing in what they're going to inherit. And if you own nothing, what are you going to inherit? Then, then one could argue, it's He's being Masalik himself on something his wife doesn't even have. He's saying, when my wife gets this, if she gets it, he doesn't even for sure she's going to get it, if she gets it, I'm relinquishing the rights that I will have to it. And there's some Mephoshim that say, that sounds awfully like being Masalik on a woman that you haven't even done Eris into, and saying, I'm about to marry this woman who right now is a stranger. When I marry her, I would have got certain rights, I'm Masalik from those rights. And then we say, it's Dabash so this also sounds like Dabash What's the difference in Faket, the first shit in the Mechabah? Vashid Mahabu says it works, even though that shita agrees that Ashtar can't happen before Kiddushin. What's the difference between the two? Sorry, we're trying to keep the aim awake, so yeah. we need some audience participation here. Well, what's the difference, Sakha, between the two? Because by Edson, we're going to see in a minute, that's how we paskin. We paskin that between Edson and Yusuf, you can be Masalik from Yerusha. Even though it's Mamash Tavash Lay But we hold that you can't be Masalik before Edson. There's a, a fundamental chilik in Lomas. He's got the right to her things at this point. She may not have those things, but he's got the right to to inherit her. Right. And therefore, he can be Masonic that right. Not thinking. Where he's not, where he's not. Yet done the Eresin, he has no rights at all. So he's not going to Excellent. So, so the chilek is that the second mandama in, in the Machabah, the Yeshmi Shomer, is looking at it as a right on a particular asset, on a particular property, and saying the property is here, she owns this property, and you say, I'm relinquishing my right to that lease, or to that property, or to that, that to inherit that, or to get it now, the income, etc. And that is otherwise Dawash But the first mandama is saying, no, no. A husband has a right in his wife. He has schusim in his wife to her income on her assets, to inherit her, to get her wages, to get her metzias. It's a schus in his wife for all these multiple things. Each one's a different, a different schus, which as we say has to be named specifically. But nevertheless, each one's a schus in his wife. Kozman, she's not his wife in any shape or form. She's a complete stranger. Because as we mentioned, even when you do an engagement nowadays, it's nothing but etzem. Right, a person's made a commitment, so maybe they've got a Hattarish Nazarian problem, maybe they've got Mechus Lemona, as we've seen before, maybe you have to ask Mechila about them. But, but Etzim in, in Kinyonim, this woman's a stranger, right? So, but, so what are you doing? You're relinquishing a right in a person that you don't have any rights in that person. You've got nothing to do with that person. That doesn't work. But if you've got something to do with this person, she's already your wife, just not yet completely. And you're saying in a minute, or whenever it is I'm going to do the Nesuin, I'm relinquishing that right in her, or that right in her, it's a right in her. It's irrelevant if right now that right brings you anything. It's irrelevant whether she's inherited it. But as a Baal, I have a schus to inherit my wife. Or as a Baal, I have a schus to nirsemilug in my wife, if she owns a property. 
And I'm relinquishing that right. So it doesn't matter if she's got that property now, she gets it tomorrow, or she gets it. It doesn't make a difference. I'm relinquishing the schus in my wife, and my wife is Ba'ilam, if it's after Irisim. That's exactly in the Kudus. There's a, 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 a Londashim Achalikas going on here, in, in, between the first Andama and the second Andama, in, in what is the Dleibol Ba'ilam here? Are we looking at, if you want to really put it down to, to Yeshiva Shmach, is it the Chefs or the, is it the Gavra? Are we talking about a, 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 a Siluk in the, in, well, Gavra would be the wrong word, in the Isha, right? Are, are we talking about the, in the Lady? Are we talking about a Siluk in the Chefs? I'm a Salik in that field, I'm a Salik in that money, I'm a Salik in that Matsya. That, that kind of simply put will boil down to Machlikas. Have a look in, in the... say that, um, is, um form of the, where she becomes also to everyone and therefore that she's not a mutter to anybody but she's not mutter to the husband either okay, but there's certain kinyonim that happen we see in the Gemara that Minatera she can already eat Shuma Minatera right Chazal don't allow for certain gazeres but at some she's He's got a kinyan in her, right? Isha Niklis, Bekesev, Shtachazok, it's Nikness. He's been kinyan her with Kedushan. Right? We don't speak like that because it's not popular. But, but Etzem, Abal's got a Gavisa kinyan in his wife. Right? It's not, not to be compared with Eber Kinani. That's a proper bilus in right? But here, but there's a certain kinyan, right? There's a kinyan in this woman. This woman's now his wife. Certain things that, halachas that don't yet kick in. Remember, by the way, that some of these, uh, halachas are possibly derisive. Some of these halachas are mamish takonos. Right, so Chazal determined when they kick in at what stage, etc. Back upon him, have a look in the Beishmul Ois Vov. Sorry, actually, um, before um, before we get to Ois Vov, sorry, I missed out Ois Hey um, before in the Beishmul. Ois Hey is very interesting. Um, Yeah, no, I didn't miss that. We, we have, we, 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 with, one second, so let's get the right one. No, sorry, so I say it was on, on, on Halacha Aleph. We said, We said, if you do a Kenyan, if you were to do a Kenyan even after Nisun, then it works. Says the, the Beishmul, Says the so there's a Shaila, what does the Kinyan work for? Does the Kinyan work even that he can do a Kinyan and he won't have a right to the Perus? If he does a Kinyan on the Sotel, does the Kinyan only work that she's now uh, allowed to sell it and he can't stop it? But Eshad Le Pligi, and the Beishon wants to make Shalom between the two Shittas and the Shainim. He says that they're two different cases. Hatur Ayri, Kashaimer, or Kesh of Dinadrom, Aini, Benachasayach. All he writes is, I don't have a right to your property. He wasn't relinquishing his right to the income. All that the Kinyan works for, as we saw in the Mishnah, is that if she sells it, it's, it's a good sale. When he doesn't say, He's saying, I've got no dinner drum in this, in this field at all. It doesn't, it doesn't limit it at all. Then it can work. In other words, it's Shaykh a Kinyan to work even the Gabi Paris. Okay, now look at Oisvav. Oisvav is a very important Beishmul. Uh, uh, says in, the, the Beishmul as follows, he breaks down the parasha very nicely. Hadin siluk neschalik legimul oifanim. There are three different, we're talking about in a timeline, there's three different stages when we have to discuss Hilchus Siluk. Echod kodem erisin. So in, in, in a nutshell, obviously, one's before erisin, one's between erisin and nisuin, and one's after nisuin. Right, so the first one. Echod kodem erisin. Before everything, he's got no rights to assets at all. So then, 
Even with a Kenyan, this is the first time we've seen this, Rabbi Isai. Even with a Kenyan, it will not work siluk before Arisen. That means before the Chuppah, if we were to do siluk, even with a Kenyan, it doesn't work. And by the way, why won't it work? Because you can't do a Kenyan in After they're married to Yoda Kiyoda, then Tzorich Siluk B'Kinyan, as we saw. Then you need Siluk with a Kenyan. Ve'oz, Lo'imahani Siluk, and the Chosim She'yiplu Achakach, Do'a Kenyan Le'chal Al-Dava She'ena B'Yoda. Now listen to this. The Chaltus, the Beishul Seni go back to that Lomdus that we said. Right? What was the Lomdus that we said? The Lomdus that we said is not going to fit properly in here. The Lomdus we said is like this. Well, let's break it down. Between Ariasin and Nisuin, what's he doing? He's doing Siluk. What's Siluk mean? Siluk means I'm forfeiting the rights I'm about to get. Right? We said once they're yours already, Siluk is the wrong Lotion. You can't be Masalik. If I own a field, I can't be Masalik from the field. I can't be Michael the field. I can be Makna the field. I can't be Masalik from the field. Siluk means I'm relinquishing a right. And on that we, the first Mandom in the Machaba held, and that's how he's Beishmul's paskening. You can be Masalik even on fields that aren't here now, even on Yerusha she's going to get, because you're not being Masalik on the field. It's a din in the Gavra, it's a din in her. I'm being Masalik in my schust in her. That I can do. Right? What happens after Nisun? How do you understand? How does it work? After Nisun? We, we've just seen that in Machab and Sif Allah says it only works with a Kinyan. So what's happening with that Kinyan? Says the Beishmul, the Cholok B'Yesoid, the two situations. You can have a Siluk between Eresin and Nisuin with a Kinyan, and you can have a sorry, without a Kinyan, and you can have a Siluk after Nisuin with a Kinyan. They are completely different what they're doing. Why? Why did you need a Kinyan after Nisuin? Because it's yours. So therefore the Siluk makes sense? No. So let's understand. Many times over the years in, 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 in the Shi, we've come across in the Chesh Mishvot, situations where this isn't good enough, but with a Kenyan it shows more intent. Right? We're not sure it's the first minute, you're not doing it. If he does a Kenyan, then, it, then it's, more, it's more strong. So one could have mistakenly understood that between Ariasin and Nisuin works without a Kenyan. After Nisuin, to make it stronger, you've got to add a Kenyan. A Kenyan makes it epis, epis met. No. Says Bishul, completely wrong understanding. After Nisuin, Silic's not an option. It's not an option because Siluk is like Mechila. You can't be Masalik, you can't be Moichel what you own. So what is the option? Like anywhere else we find the Cheshav Mishwat. You want to transfer ownership, you want to transfer title that you own to someone else, you can do it. You can sell a field, you can sell a car, you can sell a house, you can sell... Well, we follow Kinyonim. Of course it works. But then it's not Siluk, it's a Kinyon. Now understand the difference. When we speak about a case where a woman is due to inherit a million pounds. Right? And now all of a sudden she realizes her second husband really wants her to go to her kids afterwards. It's too late to change. It goes straight to her kids. It's going to come to her. And then really she wants to, it to go to her kids. And the kids are from the first marriage. And she's getting married to someone else who's a lovely guy. But she doesn't want this money going to him. So now understand from a London's point of view the fundamental difference the Cholok between after, between Eris and the Suin the Shtar and after Nisun. Between Eris and Nisun, we've just explained, the Mechaba in the first opinion is going with the Mahalach, he's been Masalik from her, not from the field. 
He's not transferring ownership of the field. He's being masalik his right that he has in her. And if she has that right and he has a right to inherit her, he's giving up that right. And you can do that between Eris and Nisuin, and that's fine. After Nisuin, it's not Siluk. Siluk's gone, finished. You can't be masalik. What can you do? You can be makne. You can transfer a title. Says the Beishul, uh, that you need a kin. Says Beishul, you can't do it what you don't have. If a person does a shtar siluk with a kinyan after his nusuin, right? He's there in the cheder yichud. He's done chuppah. He's done yichud. Which, by the way, in our second marriage, the yichud could be the the the, the ikah nusuin. That's a shaila. What's the nusuin in the second marriage? It's not the same as the first marriage. But but let, he's, he's in the cheder yichud. He's finished it. He's gone seven minutes, nine minutes. However long you give in a second marriage, some people give longer in a second marriage than in cheder yichud. Fine, whatever it is, it's done, right? And now all of a sudden. The, the, the Rav, because, uh, not, not our Rav, a Rav decided that, that, you know, he doesn't want to go the chuppah, makes, makes a big, uh, noise, so instead he's gonna, he's seen that it works with the Kenyan, he's gonna go into the Chedah Yuchad afterwards with the, with the registry, they sign the registry, and then he's gonna do a Kenyan with Aitim privately, quietly, not in front of everyone, it's much more refined, and we'll do a Shlasilik with a Kenyan, what's the whole problem? Says the Beishmul, what is that Silik with a Kenyan after Nisun? It's not a Silik from your Schus in her, it's a transfer of title. You can only transfer the title that she owns at the time. If she gets a million pounds in a week later, or ten years later, she didn't own it at the time. She can't be makne property. She doesn't own. So it won't work. Ah, we did it with the Kenyan. But you're not understanding. This is not Siluk. After the soon, upgrade it with the Kenyan. And we, we, it's just reinforced it. It's a completely different thing. So you're stuck. So you're stuck. Unless he's prepared then... To write a new star Kenyan. A new star Silik with a Kenyan once she's inherited it. That you could do. Correct. Correct. And by that stage, when you can smell the money already, it might be harder to get him to relinquish it. And who knows what's going to be happening by that stage. Well, and every time she gets rent, he's got to be Masonic? No. Because there, if, if you, that's what he said before. If she owns the property now, he can forfeit his lease now. His, he, to all the payers, correct. But he can't be mad. He can't transfer on a property she doesn't even have. Doesn't make sense. Because if she doesn't have it, he doesn't have the lease. And if he doesn't have the lease, he can't give up the lease. He's not can't transfer ownership. He doesn't have it. And she may not be comfortable telling him what she's likely to inherit in the future. Definitely not. So, so it, 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 it's a, it's a beautiful bit of lambdas that comes out extremely negia practically. Right now, again, what we haven't spoken about in any of this parasha is a completely different thing, which, which about a year ago, I think, we learned in the Gemara, I think, right, we're going to have to go through it again, I think we touched it in, in passing, maybe it was, feels longer than a year ago, but we discussed, if you remember, we learned in the Gemara, when a wife has certain assets, that she doesn't tell her husband about before marriage, right, we learned, we learned the Gemara about it, certain assets, we learned in the Gemara, brings certain stories that she writes, are they real, are they not real, and she's trying to pull the wool over his eyes, etc., etc. Um, there, there is a halacha that nechosim, which the husband has no idea about, when he gets married, he may not have the rights, uh, normal rights of husband in those nechosim. Now we have to see how that works. Legabi what is that? Only legabi peris is that legabi yusha? We have to see. But but and there is such halacha. So so there's a there's a very interesting shaila, which is brought down in the poiskim. Now we are saying here we've just seen over here. Right, so, so we can finish the thing. But I want to just finish off this point before the end of Shir. So, so, just to be clear, let me, just, let me before I get to the Shaila, Beis Shmuel breaks down into three timeline, three dates: before Erisin, Davashlo Ba'Loilam, 
even with a Kenyan, it's a waste of time. It doesn't, it doesn't exist. There's no such thing. Between Eris and Nesuin, you can do a Kenyan, sorry, you can be Masalik, and he's passing like the first Mandama on the ends of the Sif. He says, He passes that Lamaisa, not like the Yesh Mepharshim, you can be Masalik between Eris and Nesuin on Nechosim, uh, even those that are going to come later. So as long as the Shtar Siddiq is done under the Chuppah, he can be misalik even from Yerusha she's going to get, and it's not a problem. That's how he's passing. But after Nesuim, you can do Siddiq with a Kenyan, but it won't help on the Chosim which come later. Because you can't misalik it. Now, there's an interesting Shaila. What happens if a couple write a prenup? They don't know about Shtar Siddiq, they write a prenup, and in the prenup, uh, he relinquishes his rights to any of her properties, etc., etc. The income from her properties, her properties, hakabakomiko. Right? And. Before Harrison. Sorry? Before Harrison, yeah, every, before the marriage, they sit down with lawyers, they do a proper agreement, and, and they think Shalmani saw. So now we have a Shaila. If halachically that silik doesn't work, right? Which we're saying it doesn't, because even with a Kenyan, it doesn't work. Before, maybe with a schaibus, but normal prenups, not a schaibus. Right, so then, really, all the income from when they get married should belong to him, and he doesn't know that he's Amorites. So, really, is she being over Geneva? If she, it's, it's, it's not partial Shaila. We'll see in a minute the terrorists, but better, it's a good Shaila. Imagine you're chavrus of such a guy, right? You've been to this shir, <coughs> you've had your eyes opened, right, mm-hmm. and and you hear that the husband's struggling now. He's struggling. You know, he had a good panos at the time. And now he's struggling, and he he wishes he wouldn't have done that shasilik because lemaisa, he he you know he could really have done with that money, right? But what can you do? He wrote a prenup, and therefore he doesn't have that income, so he's really struggling. And you know, I'm like, hold on, it's not true. That money's his. But Edson, that money's his. That shtar is as if it wouldn't have been written, and if it wouldn't be written, he's no different than any other husband who, if he wants and chooses to let his wife keep her income, good luck to him and good luck to them. But if he doesn't, I'll be Allah, Allah is it belongs to him. So do you have a, a, a chiyuv had solos momen chaveri to turn around and say to him like a shabbos Sorry, all that money in the bank account. You might be wrecking his marriage, but that's not some momen. All that money belongs to you. So listen to this twist, right? There are poskim that say, and we're going to see actually already in pesachuva similar mahalach. There are poskim that say that since there's a gemara that tells us that assets which a husband doesn't know about, he's got no schusim in. And here, in his mind, he's got no schusim to those assets because he wrote this prenup before, which he thinks works. So, can we say that in his mind, not his masalik, because <coughs> silik doesn't work? It's as if he's got no schusim, so he's got no problem. Now, again, just to explain why that should be bechlal, bearing in mind that that you know we don't normally go with the mahalach that ignorance creates halacha. Right, because he's Amoritz, he doesn't know, so therefore that's going to affect the dinim of Bailus and Schusim in the Paris. Where, where does it come from? Now, oh, now if the whole underlining principle of these halachas is based on Eva and bad feeling and bad blood, that, that he is sitting sweating to bring home the you know the, 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 the bread on the table, and she's sitting there with millions in her bank account. And no, he's not allowed to touch it. That's going to wreck a marriage. It's not going to work. So therefore, it's only fair. Again, you might have the right to turn around and say, 
don't pay me, I'll slaughter myself, I'll live off my own income, etc. If you don't say that, you've got to give him up the Mazunis. But if he doesn't know about those properties, doesn't know about those assets, there's no able on Chazal can say, we only apply this halacha on the things he knows about. Now here, Cam and Claren, right? Because Psha is, I don't know, you have to ask a psychologist, uh, human nature. If he thinks you were a prenup, and that doesn't, in, and therefore he's not entitled to the income there, but he's still supporting her. But he knows she's got that money. So even though he, he knows he's got no right to it because of what he wrote, I don't know if that means that it's not going to cause evil. Uh, he, practically speaking, he's struggling, and she's sitting on a million pounds. But he wrote a shlapunah, which he thinks works. <coughs> we have to see whether, whether that's also possible. But, but again, what, what, what's beautiful about, about this sugya is it's not common that we find uh, uh, um, the London going all the way through, and at such an Rishon Machrenim Neisikelim, that is mamish Nigel Lameister in a very real way. Again, second marriages aren't, aren't so common. First of all, some of these can apply even in the first marriage. Um, but 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 some day, mamish comes down to the nuts and bolts of, of how tough it works. I met someone this week who told me their whole mishpacha was ripped apart uh, by the fact that their, their mother didn't write Ishtasidik. He says a mamish was 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 geferich. Uh, you know, was, again, they don't happen often. They're not common in scenarios, but they're, they're real halachas which can make a big difference. So we continue the mitzvah. Sure.